Welcome to Conscious Matters. It's a safe space where we chat about how living consciously matters to our well-being, to the one of our surroundings and loved ones, as well as to the earth and humanity as a whole. Join me, Melissa DeBerry, for inspiring conversations with some of the most beautiful souls out there, individuals who are helping others to reach their higher selves and who bring light into this world. In every episode, we talk about conscious matters such as self-love, awareness, personal development, holistic practices, and much more. We expand on our experiences, share tools that help live in peace, harmony, and alignment on a daily basis. We discuss about what we've learned along our healing journey. Get your mind, body, and soul ready for a ride in consciousness. Namaste, listeners. If you have a few seconds of your time, I literally mean five seconds, thank you to review this episode just by leaving a few stars, a short review, that would be even better, but at least a few stars, that really helps with the algorithm <laughs> for more people to hear about what I share here by myself or with amazing guests. That will help share the messages and helping people to live more consciously on a daily basis. I'll appreciate that. So thank you so much. Desmond Tutu, human rights activist, shared that forgiveness says you are giving another chance to make a new beginning. While Mahatma Gandhi, nonviolent leader, used to say, the weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. This month, we're taking a break from the brain to dive into the heart instead. Taking advantage of this new moon right now to clean the slates and start anew stronger than ever. But in order to do that, in order to move on healthily and efficiently, forgiveness is key. What is forgiveness? I guess we all have an idea, but I still looked up for the definition and the best definition I've found is from the Greater Good magazine published by the Greater Good Science Center at the University of California, Berkeley, saying the following, psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. To me, Forgiveness is an essential part of your growth. It's about giving that grace to yourself by letting go of past painful experiences, freeing yourself from the poison of anger, bitterness, resentment, and any other low vibration feelings. It's about reflecting on your past, yourself, and the others you need to forgive. Living consciously is also about looking at things, people, and situations from a higher perspective. It's accepting that ourselves, relationships, and events are just like life, full of ups and downs, as well as endings. In resonance to the previous episode of this podcast, Freedom from Within, forgiveness relieves us from feelings that are not serving our highest good. It frees ourselves and greatly participates in our self-improvement journey. Since we're not letting past events or other people who did us wrong at one point in time or made us feel a certain way that was unpleasant, control the way we feel or mess with the way we now act and interact with ourselves and others who have nothing to do with the previous situations at all. 
So forgiveness allows us to drop the old baggage, live the past in the past, and move forward in our lives. That's why it matters so much. And from the same source mentioned earlier, the personal benefits of forgiveness encompasses becoming happier, a better health and well-being, greater improvements in overcoming depression and anxiety, being protected from the negative health effects of stress, anger, grudges, revenge, rise our blood pressure and stress levels. It also gives boosts of kindness and connectedness, as well as stronger and more satisfying relationships. I mean, what can get better than that? Who doesn't want that? I do. For sure. (laughs) So forgiveness is what we'll explore today. Listen up to this jam. I went from being completely unforgiving in my teenage and young adult years, holding grudges, giving silent treatment, literally not talking to a family member for 16 years. Yes, I said 16, one six, because I felt deeply wronged. So yeah, like that. From there to being too forgiving, people pleasing, putting people needs before my own, making myself uncomfortable for the comfort of others, accepting the unacceptable and so on, to now slowly but surely finding the right balance between both. So like many of us, I know a thing or two about forgiveness. I think what led me to implement forgiveness as an essential part of my life is that I finally put inner peace and self-worth as my top priorities, my non-negotiables, my guiding stars in my life. I didn't want to be controlled in a sense by a way someone else made me feel, especially making me feel bad. Because with time and growth, I also understood that I'm the one in control of how I react and how I choose to feel. It doesn't mean that I never get hurt by others' actions. I'm still human and learning every day. But with forgiveness and choosing what I want to feel, it became easier to snap myself back into my own groove and out of external elements disturbing my inner peace. Sometimes it's easy. I mean, maybe not easy, but easier. Other times it's much harder. Since some situations require some time to feel my feelings, understand the lesson, and seeing the other person or situation, if it's myself that I need to forgive, as a test from God, the universe, whatever you want to call it. But let's get more into it. When we talk about forgiveness, we immediately think about another person, whereas self-forgiveness is a real thing and super duper important. Adding to the definition that I mentioned in the intro, I think it's important to underline self-forgiveness. Perfectionism, overgiving, the feelings of guilt, denial, shame, unworthiness, not feeling like being enough, embarrassment, and so on are oftentimes lingering feelings which result from societal conditioning we took on as, air quote, the truth, the reality to comply with. They don't necessarily come from one specific person or different persons over time you can pinpoint exactly to the T. It can be, but not necessarily. Once being aware of that and having found our own individual truth, there's a need to release these feelings, to understand that they stem from an illusion that we thought was the only way to live. With that comes forgiving ourselves to have let these thoughts, ideals, false stories take over our being. 
forgiving ourselves to have fallen into the trap, to have believed what we were told to be and who we have become as a result. It might take a minute to realize and to even want to forgive. The other side of self-forgiveness, one is not only about you and what you embrace as your truth, which was not your truth, (laughs) is the one where the situation entails another person. One capital thing that I've learned is that before being able to forgive anybody, there's a necessity for forgiving yourself. Of course, I'm not talking about your husband forgetting the date of your anniversary or someone stepping on your foot while walking, apologizing, and you forgive them. I'm talking about the big stuff, the one that hurts you to the core and changed you in some deep, deep, deep ways. Most of the time when we feel hurt by someone, we tend to blame the other person. I can't believe they did that to me after all I did for them, stood by the side, defended them, worked for that company for X amount of years, etc. We create all of the scenarios possible of why that person treated us the way they did. We blame them, but then we tend to blame ourselves too, saying in our head, like, I can't believe I was so stupid to have trusted them. I should have listened to my friends. How could I have not seen the red flags? And so on. A real self-pity fest. And we become real petty. So petty. I've myself been guilty of it way more than once. I recognize that. And in that state, we forget about being compassionate with ourselves as well as A very evident fact that we did the best with what we had at that time, with the knowledge and tools we had in that very moment. Life is a series of trial and errors. You cannot have all of the answers right off the bat. People will do you wrong, at least according to your own perspective, and you will fall for it. Unfortunately or fortunately, that's how we learn. So forgive yourself. Do not have known better at the time because you just didn't. As simple as that. You just didn't. It's that experience that gave you the knowledge which will now help you navigate whatever issue that was more wisely to not fall into the same trap twice or three times. Because yes, sometimes you need to experience the same or at least a similar situation with different protagonists multiple times to finally get the warning sign. Especially for the stubborn ones of us, There's this beautiful lyric in the song Mother by Florence and the Machine from the album How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful. The whole album is such a gem and was my solid anchor during my deepest sorrow. I guess people resonate with music differently. For me, music is felt through my guts for my entire being. It just soothes my soul. I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of music we're talking about too. Anywho, back to the lyric. Actually, it's sort of um, an interlude which says, I'm going to quote it, love yourself, forgive yourself. You can't love and forgive other people if you don't, first of all, love and forgive yourself. You have to realize that people are fallible beings. They make mistakes. They have to be excused from these mistakes and allowed to continue on their quest for a better life and for goodness. So love yourself and then love other people. Please forgive yourself. Go on a journey of finding love and forgiveness. 
I just absolutely, absolutely love it. So much truth in a few sentences. That pretty much sums up everything I wanted to say in this episode. So I guess we're done here. But uh, no, 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 we're not. Um, just joking. For the sake of expanding a bit further, let's now move on to forgiving others. Forgiving someone is not for the other person. I repeat, forgiving someone is not for the other person. Even if, depending on the other person, it can give them a sense of relief from guilt or whatever they're feeling for having hurt your feelings. However, the goal here, the goal of forgiving has nothing to do with the other person. It's about you freeing yourself from unwanted negative feelings that weight your spirit down. It's about if you want to release and move on. If you want to improve the relationship, if you finally found the silver lining in the situation, it's about how you want to feel. Actually, forgiving someone else doesn't even require you to connect with that person to say you forgive them. It's a very personal, internal process. It could just present itself as you writing a letter to that said person with all of your hurt and feelings and curse words even, just liberating yourself from that experience and... You don't even have to send it to that person. You can burn it, drown it in water, tearing it into a million pieces, whatever works for you. Forgiving someone is for you, not for the other person. When you do it for the other person, act as if all is well, but deep down you still feel resentment, anger, and end up acting super sketchy and unfair to the person you said you've forgiven. You have to internally get over the situation yourself before being able to let everything attached to the other person go. To me, and I think a lot of people, or I don't know, the process of forgiving, at least forgiving someone who created a deep wound in you, is quite similar to the grieving process. Initial shock, denial, bargaining, hurt, which evolves into anger, confusion, acceptance, and ultimately forgiveness and processing that grief. Letting go of what the relationship was, the illusion of who you thought that person was, as well as the illusion of who you were for accepting things you would never accept as who you are today. So let's go over the different steps. Shock, which is usually the first one, as I was saying before, is, is the part where we have this scenario in our head, like, I can't believe they did that to me. And that's when it's like super hard to process because maybe someone you're really close to, or even, I don't know, your boss, like you spend so much time in that company, you put your sweat and tears in your work and you're not being acknowledged or someone else get the promotion when the other person, according to you, once again, did not do as much as a great job or didn't show as much dedication to the company or the project compared to you. Yeah, so the first step will be shock. The second one, denial, is usually when you're like, no, that's not possible. Like, it must have been a mistake. It must have been like, maybe they didn't understand what I was saying or what I was trying to convey to them. This is impossible. Like, it's not possible that it did that to me. So you try to gaslight yourself to live in another reality than the actual situation right in front of your eyes. But then again, I think it's like the shock usually is like the mind and the denials, like when your feelings are playing with you a little bit. And then the next step, third step is bargaining. So you keep going back and forth between the initial shock and denial. Like 
they did that. Oh my God, they did that to me. It hurts. This is like so shocking. And then no, that's impossible. Like they wouldn't do that. Like they must have been influenced by someone else or something happened. So you keep on going back and forth, which is super unnerving. That's why afterwards the hurt really sets in, which evolves into anger. And that doesn't even need to be explained. Hurt, which evolves into anger. I think we all know what it feels like. And then it kind of evolves into confusion because you've been angry for so long. Sometimes you even forget why you were angry in the first place. And other times you're like, why am I even angry? Like they don't deserve my anger. They don't deserve any feelings from me. Um, But you still hurt. So this, when the step of confusion happens is like, I want to be mad at them, but at the same time, it just like, it fills me with so many icky feelings that I'm actually hurting myself now. And little by little, the more you advance in this confusion space or phase, that's when you learn to surrender and be into the acceptance stage where you finally embrace that you are hurting yourself more than the other person is hurting It depends on the person, but sometimes some people like they hurt others and then they go and live on their life, even like forgetting what they did to you or not even realizing how deep they hurt you. When you are in your own head and your own feelings and in all of that darkness, when the other person is just like living the best life. So I think the surrendering phase is when you realize, okay, you know what? I'm not even gonna treat myself that badly when the other person is just not even acknowledging what they did to me or maybe the person actually came and realized that they made a mistake and apologized to you but the feelings of hurt and anger and confusion stayed in you and you like finally accepting okay everybody makes mistakes and they came to me sincerely I have to believe that they were sincere in their repentance to me So whatever acceptance it looks like to you regarding the situation, it's an important step where you actually surrender to the situation and decide to be kinder to yourself. And finally, when you realize that and accept that, that's when you can ultimately forgive and process that situation that hurt you. But with new eyes, it's like you change your glasses in a way. So you see things from a higher perspective, I would say. And yeah, so I really feel like it's a little bit like grief, obviously. I mean, it depends on the situation. Sometimes it's like exactly like grief. And all the times it's um, a few notches down. And I'd like to recall that forgiving does not mean saying that what has been done to you is okay. It does not mean that you have to even take that person back into your life. It's up to your own discretion if you want this person back into your life or not. Just depending on the person and the situation, just never put yourself in danger. And if you feel like reconnecting with this person, despite the whatever thing that happened, make sure you put in place strong and healthy boundaries to avoid history repeating itself. Make sure to put your self-respect as a top priority. Be fair to yourself and implement all of the lessons you learned thanks to the forgiveness journey you had to go through. So no matter the case, boundaries are essential. The famous author, Bell Hooks, once said, I quote her here, 
for me, forgiveness and compassion are always linked. How do we hold people accountable for wrongdoings and yet at the same time remain in touch with their humanity enough to believe in the capacity to be transformed? End of the quote. Cultivating compassion and empathy is incredibly powerful. 99% of the time, the way people act toward you has nothing to do with you. People are going through their own stuff. They are restricted and misguided by their own trauma and limitations, blinded by their own illusion of reality based on their own personality, life experiences, heartaches, and other things. And we all do that um, to some extent. It's sometimes really hard, though, to not take things personally, but it's most probably not personal at all. Nothing to do with you. Plus, forgiving doesn't mean forgetting. You can remember real well and still move on. But then again, there is a difference between remembering and staying hung up on the matter. If you sincerely forgave, you cannot keep on bringing back the same issue to the same person. It's in the past. You've moved on. Yet, you've learned from it. Forgive the situation, forget the grudge, but always remember the lesson and adjust accordingly. The journey towards forgiveness, maybe self-forgiveness or forgiving others, leads to you recognizing your needs, learning to voice them and setting some boundaries accordingly. Indeed, in the best case scenario, the other person hurt us because they crossed a boundary or haven't met one of our need. The issue is that for most of us, before going through a self-discovery journey, we have no idea what are our specific needs and even less idea on how to voice them for all sorts of reasons. People pleasing, not hurting others' feelings, or actually assuming it will hurt their feelings, lack of self-confidence or self-worth, so many plausible scenarios here. The silver lining of being hurt is that you end up definitely knowing what is not flying with you, where you will have to put your foot down to avoid a repeat. Journaling is a great way to do that, to reflect on yourself, the situations you've been through, and look at them from a narrator perspective instead of a character one. If you can set aside five to 10 minutes of your day to journal your thoughts and feelings, not only you'll feel lighter and clearer minded, but with time, it participates in taking everything with a grain of salt. And we all need that. <laughs> not all situations should be taken at face value. Some need to. Forgiveness is definitely a process. It can even take years. Don't rush it. Stay on your own timeline. Feel your feelings. Remember, though, that at the end of the day, everybody's flawed and we are all going to mess up in one way or the other, but we're all trying. We're all trying our best. I do believe that and I hope that. Especially nowadays when we have an adjective for everything literally everything, and people's sensitivities being heightened with other people's words, living in a canceled culture where people making mistakes. When I say mistakes, I mean that thing you did or said one time when you didn't know better, but learn from it and improve yourself since then. So in that canceled culture, even mistakes dating from 15 years ago are not tolerated. So cultivating compassion and practicing forgiveness will not only help on an individual level, but also from a 
collective standpoint, we have to learn to forgive and move on. And coming from me, knowing my past, it's a huge thing. It's a big thing. So there's so much more to say about forgiveness, but I wanted this episode to be more of a food for thought. So that's it for me today. As always, you know where to find me and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you to have taken the time to listen to me talking about conscious living. Conscious Matters is a self-produced podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and ordinate. Five stars always preferred. Your support will help to keep on raising the collective consciousness together. Talk to you soon.